Welcome to The Kids Are All Right, the podcast that explores big global issues from a young and fresh perspective. I'm Noloazim Joacha, originally from South Africa. I moved to Paris, France three years ago to pursue a master's degree. I'm a news enthusiast and have always been interested in what young people think and are doing to address some of the things I read about in the news. Before we begin, here's a message from my colleague, Mega Thomas, who helped me produce this podcast. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. The Kids Are All Right was produced by a team of students and aspiring journalists interested in learning more about some of the biggest issues facing the global community. From social media fame, to the Venezuelan crisis, to climate change, we've reached out to young people and experienced professionals alike in order to provide you with different perspectives on hot topics. We hope you enjoy it. Share your thoughts with us on Twitter at Kids All Right News or on Instagram at Kids Are All Right News. How many times in the past 72 hours have you given out your name? How about your email address, your phone number? You probably won't give this out to any stranger on the street, but many of us provide personal information online without even thinking about it. In today's episode, we'll turn to reporter Ellie Clifford as she speaks with young people using the internet for both personal and professional reasons to find out how much thought they give to their online presence. My name's Ellie, and this year, after the General Data Protection Act came into effect in the UK, it got me thinking. The internet has become such a huge part of our lives, but how much thought do people give to what they're putting online? And do those who are making money on the internet even care? I met up with students Libby Phelps and Amber Miller to discuss how they use the internet in the era of data protection. I'm Amber, I'm at Goldsmiths University studying media and communications. I'm going into my third year and I specialise in radio. Um, doing documentaries and stuff like that and broadcasting itself. Uh, My name is Liberty Phelps, I'm at Goldsmiths University and I'm studying media communications and uh, on my course we do documentaries and dramas at the moment. How often would you say that you use the internet today and what do you use it for? I think I use, must sit on it for about maybe three hours in total which is really not very good at all but I constantly throughout the day scroll through Instagram um I use Twitter a lot and I use it uh for like fun like pleasure but I also use it for like news as well but I check my emails a hell of a lot which is I guess the internet and Facebook messenger is my my main kind of uses at the moment yeah I think I do use the internet a lot like even when I'm bored I'll just go onto it and then like you said go on Instagram scroll through it but I'm as you said as well just constantly checking emails going onto Facebook because there's lots of groups on there which look through. So do you know much about the new GDPR regulations and do you know what they stand for? I I don't actually I don't want to admit that I know anything because it's probably going to be very wrong about the GDPR uh, regulations but I thought it was to do with um, your, I'm sure it was something about how, um, about not about cookies and things like that, but like all your data that uh, different sites save, even if it's just like um, clothing, website, you know, retail kind of things. But I thought it was to do with that. Oh, yeah. is this when there was like a privacy policy online? Like I don't actually know what GDPR actually stands for, which makes me seem really stupid. I thought it was growth something. 
um, but I know that there was um, a lot of sites that you go on to, um, like Topshop and that. You got. I remember getting an email through saying that their privacy policy had been changed. No clue what the change was, but I could unsubscribe to the email if I wanted to. So GDPR is talking about kind of how much uh, date of your data companies own. Um, so, for example, if you take out um, a like insurance policy for your mobile phone, for example, um, they can sell your data onto other people. So the point of GDPR is basically saying that you have to opt in with intent so that people will be able to use your data. So you know how before you'd have like tick boxes and it would be like, tick here if you don't want to receive offers. They can't do that anymore. They have to say, tick here if you want to receive offers because the idea is you're giving informed consent. That's really scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Wow. What do you think about that kind of how companies can kind of hold your data? Yeah, it's quite scary to know that these companies have so much data on you and they know so much about you. Um, yeah, it's like you're giving your whole identity away to some sort of company. <laughs> yeah, I think you want like a level of trust. So if you say if you use one website like Facebook, you want to just for them to have your information and no one else. But I don't know why we should, we don't know anyone who runs these places, you know, um, who's working for them. So why on earth should we, you know, trust them? Like, why should I put my information in in the first place? But you kind of just yeah. get sucked into it, really. Um, Do you guys ever think about what information you're putting online? No, I don't really. It's quite, I should think about it, but you just kind of I don't know you just do it automatically without thinking like what you're doing you'll put something on Instagram like the place that you're at and you don't think that oh this is now online people can see what you're doing they know where you are I remember at school um we had like an assembly or something when they were talking about social media and they said don't do things like put your location um, if you're going on holiday or something, don't put that you're going to the airport because then people know that your house is, you know, free and open and go on, go burglar. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, ca- I think I like, I put my locations because of what we're doing and like um, we have to use social media quite a lot to like big ourselves up and everything and like to look like you're really social and you go out to all these places. Yeah. Um, I, that's why I put the locations in, but I don't, think about the consequences very often which yeah, isn't definitely. very good I probably should like my mum she uses Facebook all the time she's like an addict and um she checks in to every place she goes to like oh I'm at the supermarket and it like checks it in for her so to think that like er- the whole world knows where she is it's quite scary so this is something my mum should listen to So after listening to your conversation with Libby and Amber, it was clear to me that many our age understand the risks of having a presence on the internet, whether that's having several social media accounts or using apps that require personal information like your location. But they accept this because at this point, the internet is vital to the way they communicate and work. So why have you reached out to Malik? Libby and Amber seem to use the internet like any other person, for social media, keeping up with friends, family, the news, the basics for anyone who has a smartphone nowadays. They're only just starting to use it more seriously for work. But I wanted to speak with someone who's used the internet to help build their career, to construct a life that wouldn't have been possible without it. So I sat down with Malak Abedi, a YouTuber from London. We've 
come to the park so you might hear some sirens in the background uh, but we're talking about the internet today um, so can you start by telling me who you are and a little bit about yourself yeah so I'm Malak um, I am a media obsessed person I love um, I love radio I love television uh, I love movies I love acting I do a lot of um, media centered work and internet is my life when I was 16 I started a YouTube channel and obviously YouTube is a huge platform these days for making movies, making videos um, and putting your stuff out there. So having that YouTube channel and, and over the years I've, I've grown to, to, to understand that inter the internet is so vital when it comes to sharing your work and, and trying to get exposure it's so important to get that exposure and that's what YouTube has helped me to do and then um, I think more are we seeing the fact that we are becoming our own brands and and you are your own brand and Instagram helps that a lot in terms of selling yourself um, you can really manipulate how you want your your yourself to be seen with your Instagram profile so I think it it really uh, it's it's parallel with the fact that you're you're exposing yourself through Instagram um, to kind of get that get your your personality across and your work as well. Do you think the internet has changed the way that we interact with each other? Definitely. I think the world seems more connected on the surface. I think deep down, the world seems more self-conscious and paranoid. Obviously, being connected, you you're you're it's a stronger sense of community. But then, as an individual, you are prone to these the risks of like uh, being self-conscious in terms of your image, your body image. Also, if there's a view that you have that n the the majority doesn't agree with, you know that's a that's a big issue as an individual. So I think that it goes both ways. There are downfalls, there are strong points of, of being more connected via the internet. I think also economically, there's, you know, people are being more, people are rewarded more for the work that they're putting in, um, in terms of blogs and, and, and videos that they put out, you know, you get that exposure, you get paid for it even, um, so that's helpful. I think when we were younger, a lot of people kind of said to us, you know, be careful what you put online because you don't want your employer to see, you know, you don't know what they, you know, if you're going for a job interview, they might look you up. What do you think about um, that kind of idea? And do you think actually it's a benefit to start putting your life on the internet now? The people that are most careful about what they post on Instagram or on social media are the people that seem like they're not um, the ones that care, if that makes sense. But basically because of the fact that when you, when you, expose yourself you want to be seen in a particular way and you don't obviously don't want to give too much away or you don't want to give um, everything away for example the negative aspects so when you're posting stuff out there as a media influencer you've got such an important role you've got such a big following you want to make sure that you're not putting anything out there that you d you you don't want to regret next we decided to speak to George Afori Ado a social media whiz. One thing that Malak mentioned was about um, how people are kind of starting to make themselves into brands. You know, it's like you think about really hard about what you put on Instagram because you're creating this persona that you're selling to people almost, get them engaged. And kind of how do you think it works that way? Or do you think you know, that's another indicator that we've gone too far? 
uh, well, we just need to look at the Kardashians because what, what is their brand? Mm. They yeah. are, if you think about it, and if you've actually, the model side of it as well, there's, there's a lot of models on Instagram. So um, people have jumped on that and people have made a lot of money by um, putting up salacious pictures of themselves. So can you criticize them for that? Not really, because what's the difference between them doing it themselves on Insta or Vogue magazine doing it? I don't, I, I, business is business. If you're selling a product, you're selling a product. So for me, it's all down to the fact that it's down to consumerism. Is it gone too far? No, it's just a different form of selling things to you. The thing is, the thing with social media, because Instagram has changed things dramatically, but, um, but it depends how personal you want to be. And it feels like the more personal you are, the more people buy into you and the more followers you get. So you, you need that balance. And But again, you open doors that you may not have been open because as soon as you are public and the media gets a hold of that, they're like, well, we want to do this with you. But you, you can, you know, you, you seem to lose your privacy very easily. So you need to, you need to have a balance of what you want. There's lots of great things about the internet. It helps connect us, educate us, and it's become a brilliant way for people to make money. But it's not without its downsides. And people need to think about how important privacy is to them. You've been listening to an episode of The Kids Are All Right. It was a production from Podium.me and News Dakota. Tell us what you thought of this episode by tweeting us at Kids All Right News. Just how did one of the richest countries in the world fall so far? We hope you tune in for our next episode on conflict, where we take on a more somber investigation looking at the crisis in Venezuela. I'll be speaking to Mega Thomas as she sits down with the former Reuters editor-in-chief for the Latin American Bureau, Bernd Debesman, as well as two young Venezuelan women, Valentina and Stephanie.